0: everyday people, in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, KingdomTalksMedia.com. Now, enjoy the show.
1: All right, I am back and I'm with Catherine Wang. And I first heard of you, Catherine, through uh, Anna Wingate and got a lot of uh, good words from her about you. And and so I checked out your website and looked at a few things and i uh, really excited what I found there. Uh, and since this is your first time on, I uh, would love for you to go ahead and just share with everybody a little bit about your background and how you got to where you're at now.
2: Absolutely. And I would just want to say right off the gate, Gil, I am so honored and thrilled to be on this show with you, who's really been the voice, I think, and getting out the word about the next age, even, I think, coining the term next age and to be able to talk about, we're going to be talking about the age to come or the next age, the the launching of Age to Come University, I'm thrilled to be able to announce that. I love that name. To you and, and, and your audience, um, but yeah, yeah I, a little bit ahead. of background. I love that
1: name, though. I just really love uh, Age to Come University. That's great. I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, so do we um a little bit of background about me i grew up in a very christian very religious home it was an awesome upbringing by the time i was in my early 20s i was in law school at yale and i was starting to feel um like i wanted more from god more than just reading the bible and prayer which is all i knew how to do and and fasting and you had to do those three things and but i didn't know what the more was and i was praying and fasting one day and i kind of felt this direction from god that i needed to ask for more of the holy spirit and that went against everything that i had learned growing up as a kid but i decided i was going to do it anyway and i started praying about six months on enough for more of the holy spirit more of the holy spirit and about six months in i um opened my mouth one night to start praying and all these syllables started coming out of my mouth that i had no idea what i was <laughs> saying and i didn't know what speaking in tongues was really i mean heard of it but i had never heard anyone speak in tongues and uh but it was also like at the same time someone flipped on a switch and i could suddenly see in the spiritual realm and hear in the spiritual realm i saw an angel for the first time and my wow. angel standing right in front of me and so that started this journey for me really the next 10 15 years of getting a lot of training and how do you hear God's voice and how do you move in the prophetic and that sort of thing. Fast forward about 10 years, I uh, have a mom with some young kids and God told me, uh, I want you to spend 40 days and not really in a fast, but every day for 40 days, I want you to come in to my presence. And so I, I decided I'd do it at that point in time. The only way I knew how to do that was through worship. And so, in the beginning, I'd have to spend 30 or 40 minutes in worship before I could come into God's presence. And what I mean by that is, like, the I could just feel the atmosphere shift, and I was there in the presence of God, and and I could just spend a few seconds in His presence, and things shift inside me that I had, you know, would spend months or years trying to get a breakthrough, and that breakthrough would come. I I had been struggling with depression, postpartum depression lasted for years. Being in his presence, just it healed me of that depression. That joy was the first thing that struck me. Mm -hmm. So first thing I I got struck by God's presence. I was hooked after that 40 days. (laughs) I kept going for probably a decade. And uh, and after, after maybe a year or two of just worshiping every night, coming into the God's presence every night, I started seeing angels. And at first I just kind of thought, Maybe that was an angel. I'm not sure. was that an angel? And uh, but I really was so curious. I wanted to connect with them because i I learned that the word angel means messenger. So I thought, well, if I'm mm-hmm. kind of seeing an angel, it probably has a message for me. so i I would go and I'd stare at that place where I thought I saw an angel. I'd say, "I'm ready for God's message." And at first, nothing would happen. I just blank. But I didn't give up and I kept going, and I kept going, and eventually months into this, I started hearing the angels, eventually started seeing them. Then I started seeing them not just in my worship time, but other times they'd pop up. Now I I just expect to see angels all the time. Like I I walk in yeah. <laughs> not just such of businesses, right? And at first they just come up to me and say, "Hey, I want to chat." And now they come up and it's such an honor to have you. But how can we serve you while you're in our business? Wow. You know, while you're here. And so I've started telling yeah, you know, yeah. tell them what I want. It, it it's awesome and. Um, so anyway, so I, so that was one or two years and I started seeing angels. I'd say three or four years and worshiping God every night, I started seeing people and you know, that confused me because I knew angels in the Bible, I knew God's presence, but people. And I'd heard of the cloud of witnesses, but I did, I kind of thought they were stuck in heaven and we were stuck on earth. <laughs> we couldn't really talk to them until we died, right? That's what I thought. Right, right. And so I just saw them in the background and I just ignored them because I didn't know what to do with that. And they would just pop up every once in a while. Then they started popping up like every time I worshipped, I'd see these people standing there and I just ignored them. And eventually about half a dozen of them stood in front of me one night as I was worshipping. And I couldn't ignore him anymore. And one of them started talking to me. It was actually it was John Huss. I was in seminary at the time. I just yeah. studied him. Just been talking wow, to Jesus wow. about areas, he and he, and he starts talking to me. It ends up being an encounter that changed my life, and really made I had to confront this thought of well, who is the cloud of witnesses, and can we talk with them now? Yeah. And uh, and they just started showing up after that. Now I didn't know anyone else who was interacting with the cloud of witnesses. So I just talked to, I told my husband about it. I didn't tell anyone else about it for about four years. I didn't want people to think I was weird. Um, and But it eventually got to be normal for me. I just got used to talking to cloud of witness people. And then one day people, uh, some a couple of friends invited me to an Ian Clayton conference and they said, you've got to come okay. because he talks to the cloud of witnesses. Now I hadn't told anyone that I talked to the cloud of witnesses, but i got to gonna check this guy out. And so I went to that conference and it, and it totally propelled me into this thing, wow. this thing we're in now. But, uh, yeah. so, and, it, and it gave me permission to really go further with that. But, but what happened is I assumed everyone was kind of like Ian Clayton. Everyone in this thing must be like Ian Clayton. And oh, yeah. The cloud of you know, if I was doing it before I even heard about this. And so I talked to some new friends maybe six months into my, you know, being in this new thing. And I said, so how often do you guys interact with the cloud of witnesses? And they kind of looked at each other. This was three or four years ago, so they looked at each other. They said, "Like never." And I was like, "You're kidding me? Never?" Now, now that's not true for them, you know. But um, so yeah. that got me thinking. This is not rocket science. If if you can talk to God, you can you can interact with right, anyone right. in the cloud, of anyone in heaven, right? So I thought I'm going to do something. I'm going to write a book or something to to make this really accessible for people. So I did. I wrote this book about two years ago, and stayed on my computer laptop for a while. And then it was just this past year that got that I felt like it was time to take it out. I taught it to my kids, my family first, taught it to some other people. It's, it's now a course on H. to come university. People around the world have taken it. We have a book uh, that goes along with it. And so it's just, uh, it, so it's incredible for me to have this tool that now has been used. We're getting testimonies back from people all over the world that it's really making it accessible to them Um, because just real quickly what what i found out in my exploring the cloud of witnesses was i thought i was having these random encounters randomly and it took me years to figure out no i was actually doing things that were triggering Mm -hmm. encounters so one of the things we talked about is how to trigger an encounter and then that these weren't random people that there are actually different categories of people that you can meet with and they're speaking into your life in a different capacity. And so we talk about seven categories of people you can interact with. For example, I'd have people show up in my room and they'd say, we're on the such and such council in heaven. Well, I had no idea about heaven's government structure. I was like, so,
0: <laughs> like, what do I do
2: with that? You know, and so that's part of what we go through is, well, what do you do with that, and what, how do you interact with someone in a government structure position versus a tutor versus a friend, and all these different things, as well as we talk about seven benefits you can get from meeting with cloud of witnesses. I was at first they would give me things and hand me stuff, and I'm like, what do I do with this? Like, so I just walk people through some common things that that people tend to get, you know, in they interact with cloud of witness, so you can get more out of it, so you won't have to. Yeah as much time as i did kind of figuring it out
1: now um you said something about uh law school did you finish law school or did you switch gears
2: yes i finished law school i graduated And, and in law school i i realized you know what i think i was supposed to go to seminary and i got to the end and i was just hearing god's voice remember i'd had that switch flipped and and i said god what should i do should i should i go to seminary or should i practice law and god told me doesn't matter to me. I'll bless you either way. So I really felt like I could do whatever I wanted. So I moved to Washington, D.C., started practicing law about uh, got married, all this stuff. And then um, God told me maybe almost 10 years into practicing law, it's, it's time to quit. It's time to quit now. And at that point, I didn't want to quit. So he said, But anyway, I quit. <laughs> and it was kind of like, do you want to live your destiny in life or do you want to make a lot of money? So I decided i quit. And then I had kids and he said, okay, it's time to go finish your seminary degree. That was the last semester that my credits could transfer. I'd taken some old credits. And so I did that. I did get to seminary. So I would say probably 10, 15 years after law school, I was in the same place. I had a seminary degree. I had a law degree. I got a lot of great experience working as a lawyer, you know, speaking all over the country in courts and doing the same kind of thing I do now, but just now I do it with religious you know theological topics before i was doing it with legal topics so i got everything um you know it's almost like it didn't matter which path i took i was going to come to the same place so yeah i have a seminary degree i have a law degree and and um i love research i love writing i love speaking and helping people um so i'll mention one thing really fast we've launched with a couple friends i've launched age to come university which is an online classes that we offer and i I want to say right now the classes we offer are free <laughs> so um now is a great time to get out i i can't promise we can always make them free um but they're free for now so now is a gr- i tell people it's a great time to um check them out we have a class on the cloud of witnesses that we've released we're about to release our second uh class on uh, oneness with god and a oneness love so we are the classes are really aimed at helping people come into the age to come and live from there and it's it's exciting to be able to work with other people and teach these classes now.
1: Um, well, that's amazing. I love that. Um, you know, what I find interesting, you and Nina Hayden, I don't know if you know Nina Hayden at all. She's been on the show a couple of times. She I was in our conference. Her. Yeah, I it yeah. Okay, she's a lawyer as well. And uh, you know it's one of those things where there's certain things when you see people put them together you wonder how well does that really work is it a challenge for them or is it make it easier for them because a uh, you know a legal mindset can take you down one road where if you're going into the heavens to have an experience and and uh, you're letting things happen and you're not trying to figure it out and and or win an argument you know being a lawyer normally means you're trying to win an argument of some sort uh, so, how has that worked for you in the process of this?
2: Well, that's a really fascinating question, and you know, and I, I think a large part of it, I, I used to say the problem with theology is so much of it was written by lawyers, <laughs> former lawyers, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if, you, if you look at it historically. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Now,
2: you're right, it's about relationship. And one of the things I love is that as I as I go into heaven, I can see both this the current structure of heaven, which is set up with these councils and that kind of thing but there's also this coming structure of heaven that's gonna revolutionize. It's almost like the next age is, is coming into heaven now, and it's then it's gonna come on earth. And that's really built through relationship and oneness and this spirit to spirit kind of union that we have with God that trumps everything else. It trumps um, all those sorts of protocols and, and learning the system and and that kind of yeah. thing. So, it's beautiful to to have this, you know, I have this training in my mind thinks logically and I learned the Greek and Hebrew and I've done my own just personal translations of different passages like that. But also, really, God has really emphasized the relationship part with me and I love that that gets to be at the forefront of yeah. how I relate to him now.
1: Well, and, and you know, we just had this conference and I, I would say the main theme that I would take out of it. Is relationship and intimacy is everything, and when those when that lines up, when you align with who Father says you are, and you come into agreement with Him in that, everything changes. And I
2: absolutely agree, Gal. And and I think you've really hit the core of the core of the next age. You know, if, if I were to categorize, for example, the old covenant was an age about two thousand years. And i would say it was the law it was it was doing was sort of the one word for it right and then the, you have the new covenant that was an age about 2000 years i would say it was probably belief faith um it was it was grace if you wanted to put it in one word and i'd say the next stage is about identity it's really about going back to the garden of eden back to who you are being made in god's image sharing his nature about the restoring of that to yourself yeah. to creation I totally agree. I think it's about identity, and that's what God's releasing now, is a new understanding of identity and a new foundation of that. Um, and yeah. that's, that's actually what our next course that we're releasing in Age to Come University is about. And it's about creating that foundation for the next age. And the foundation has to be love, right? And so right now we've been yeah. the love of God, for example, as Father, and Jesus released that to us. I mean... In the first covenant the old the old testament what we call the old testament it talked about god as father there were some passages about that but mostly it was about god as master or lord and the most common word for him was lord and then here comes jesus beginning at his age and he had this whole new revelation he said god's my father and god's your father and it was a different kind of love a more intimate type of love that he released and Yes, he didn't say that God isn't also master and Lord, but he emphasized uh, something that was in the Old Testament, but not as prevalent. And and now as we go into the next stage, we're coming to a new revelation where of, of, that was in the Bible, but maybe not emphasized. And it's the oneness love. It's that connection. Uh, and the, 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 the most common word that the Bible uses for that is is marriage love or spouse or that kind of union. Yeah. It's that picture of the two becoming one. And so it's a mm-hmm. whole new kind of love and kind of revelation we're going to get that's going to form the foundation for the coming age. Because the foundation we form determines how far our structure grows, how high it can grow. And to try to build the next age from the foundation of the previous age, it's going to get you the previous age. It's not going to get you
1: that. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's why Jesus had to announce a new name for God and a new Kind of love and a new kind of relationship, and that's what um, that's what we're doing now. As we're talking about the next stage. and and with this course, we really hope to release that love that will form the foundation of the next stage.
1: So good, so good. Hey, we're gonna take a break, and uh, when we come back, I, I definitely have some more questions for you about the ages. And, and again, you named your uh, your, uh, your 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 ministry there, age age to come university. And so um, let's talk about that some more as soon as we get back.
3: An ecclesia is family doing kingdom business. When you join an ecclesia with Kingdom Talks Media that is going through the Ultimate Impact series, this is what a typical week might look like. During the week, you'll watch the Ultimate Impact teaching videos based on that week's topic. Each video is about 10 minutes long Followed by a time for you to shift focus into the heavenly realm, allowing Father to guide you into further revelation. Once a week, you'll gather with your ecclesia group in person or most likely through Zoom conferencing to typically do two things one, relate with each other as you share insights about that week's topic, and two, shift focus into the heavenly realm as an ecclesia to practice engaging Father together. Week after week, you and your ecclesia will gain new perspectives through the teachings, discussions, and your experiences, individually and together in the heavenly realms.
0: this book up again, uh, People from
1: Heaven, and this is coming out of your age-to-come university. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about what's in the book, and, and and then from there, just what Father has on your heart right now? I mean, what's all of us have a season that we're in, so tell, tell me more.
2: Yes, absolutely. So, first about about the book, that, it's called People from Heaven, How to Engage the Cloud of Witnesses, and there's, uh, like I said, a course that you can register for right now. It's free on on our website atcuniversity.com and it, and it walks through this book and we it basically talks about seven categories of people from heaven you can meet what kind of questions to ask them how what their what these different categories of people are meant to release into our lives, and how we can interact with them in a way that gets the most out of those interactions. Then, seven ways to trigger an encounter with someone from the cloud of witnesses. And so, I, I talk about seven different ways, including a way to, if there's someone you want to meet with, uh, there's a pretty good chance that that you can just connect with them. And I show you like my a way that I do it. Uh, and we also talk about just. <clears throat> Um, any type of engagement with heaven. I, I give some tips and share some tips on how to engage heaven, which would include God and angels and everybody. And how do you do it? And what do pe- what do people normally see? And how do they normally step into this? And what should you expect to see? And then finally, um, seven benefits. And, and let me tell you, at first I thought, oh, well, my, the most valuable benefit of meeting with someone from heaven was gonna be maybe an anointing they gave me or some life-changing advice. And I have had that. I mean, I have had people Um, say things to me that it's like, oh my gosh, that's so profound. That's like more inner healing than a year of counseling or, you know, just totally shift. And I thought, well, that's going to be the most valuable thing I get. Um, Or, you know, praying to open my spiritual ears and eyes, you know, like having a saint in heaven pray for you in heaven to do that. I thought, well, that's got to be the most incredible. But I would say at the end of the day, what I ended up thinking was the most incredible part is just making that connection with them. You know how we can have that oneness with The that oneness with everyone. And yeah. I found that there's something in our spirits that longs to make that kind of connection. We're built for that. And I found I become more of who I am when I make these connections with people spirit to spirit in the heavenly yeah. realms, and they become more who they are. And, and we get to really enter into a oneness with them where it's just, delightful and blissful and and uh, joyful just like it is with God so you get to become more of yourself <laughs> basically it's what I found as you um, make these connections and I want to say one more thing we've now gotten feedback from people literally all over the world and I love the fact that people are saying hey this works this isn't just head knowledge that I you know but I'm actually encountering the cloud of witness people and I've gotten testimonies anywhere from people saying, I've now learned how to engage Cloud of Witness to help my engagements like nationwide, like over my nation, like big level stuff. And then all the way down to personal breakthroughs, family breakthroughs, right? That we've gotten as a result of learning how to engage Cloud of Witness people. So it's very encouraging, practical. It's not just this head thing and, you know, nice little information, but it's really impacting our lives. And that's what we would hope that a teaching would
1: do. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, I I'm I'm super excited about this and would definitely like to learn more and I'm writing notes over here and, and putting down some questions for later, but you know the, the we agreed earlier, you know, relationship and intimacy is is the key. That's the thing that opens up every door. And um, so well, before I you know what, I'm going to save these questions for our second half, part 2 um I, what I'd rather do now is just yeah it it'll, it'll get it'll get juicy and we'll find out um you know I love the conversation I I think if you've watched any of my shows you know that to me we can't really get to the bottom line of truth without conversation and so I love to partner with people who are willing to ask the questions that get to the bottom line rather than ask the asking questions trying you know you know, even in with little jabs to win an argument you know <laughs> Yeah. We we call that uh, debating and so forth. And I'm like, that never really gets to truth. When two people are really determined to get to the truth and they ask questions that help you go further and deeper without trying to jab each other, man, you can get so much more done. Yes. Uh, you know, even even my wife and I this morning caught ourselves. We we're like, wait a minute, we're kind of arguing here. You know, we were asking questions, but we realized, wait a minute, the questions we're asking, it wasn't an argument argument, but it's just realizing, wait a minute, we're we're battling versus sure. coming to a place where, wait a minute, let's ask questions that get us yeah, to the truth. Yes, absolutely. And when you can realize that, the sooner you can realize that as you're having a conversation, the better it is because either you can switch gears or if you're with somebody that can't do that, you know, doesn't know how to have a conversation, then, you know, I, I know just to back out,
0: yeah, you know, you I know just to
1: back out. I don't need to win an argument to and lose a relationship. That's yes. not, yes. yeah. So, um what else is father God on your heart right now you well, shared a you, lot already
2: one thing Gil, is uh you know, this is this decade really and this year and this decade is starting off with a lot of shaking
1: we started <clears throat> yes.
2: with, with a pandemic or you know world and then we've had of course in the u.s we've had riots we've had now an election that's full of turmoil and controversy yeah. it's a lot of shaking and some people are saying hey i'm feeling shaken and i just want to say If you are, I think that's actually a good sign because you're in tune with what's going on. And the shaking is part of, I believe, part of the end of one age and the beginning of the next. And I think if you're feeling shaken, it could be a signal that your spirit is saying, hey, I'm ready to go into the next thing. I'm ready to actually exit this current age and go into the next age. And I, I felt like God told me earlier this year with coronavirus, I was seeking you know, some just seeking asking them some questions. I thought he told me there are going to be three main waves of people who come into the next age. And that this season is actually the first of those waves with all the shaking going on worldwide. It's an opportunity for us to kind of look around and go, well, where do I wanna be? Do I want to be in this current age or do I want to be in the next age, which is ruled by a different set of rules. And which set of rules do yeah. I want to govern my life? And so this is an opportunity, I think, for a lot of us. We ended up founding Age to Come University in the middle of, of the, the coronavirus pandemic, in part because I really felt very strongly that this is time for this next age to get released and for people to start coming into it and learning about it and, and getting equipped. So I would say if you're feeling shaken up, that's good. Listen to your spirit because your spirit might be telling you, I want the next thing. Move me into it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's what a lot of people are sensing. I mean, even before the coronavirus and all this, you know, I would say since uh, maybe 2010, people were sensing something coming. And then you got all the, the 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 signs in the sky stuff that was going on, the blood moons and the eclipses and uh, so many things that were happening um, that people... Even people that weren't paying attention were feeling something's shifting. Something is changing. Yes. And then, and then you know, something I've been sharing. Uh, Chris Carter teaches on the, the Maseroth, which is the Hebrew word for uh, the Zodiac. And just how that's God's clock. I mean, it's just, you can't get away from it. It's God's clock that he put in the sky. The devil didn't do it. The no. devil has, uh, you know, kind of manipulated it and twisted it. But it's still right there. And it shows us when the shifts are. And we're in the middle yes. of one. We are in a transition.
2: One question I ask myself is so, why did God have ages as a time marker? We know why he gave us days and years, and that helps us, you know, get measure time and farming and all that. But why age? And age is about 2,200 years. Why did we need that unit of measurement mm-hmm. as a time measurement? And I think a fundamental reason is it marks major <clears throat> shifts in the maturation process that we as humanity.
1: Absolutely.
2: It's kind of like saying, hey, at these specific points in time, it's kind of like graduating from high school or college or getting married or retiring where everything in your life changes all at once. And you suddenly step into a new phase and new way of relating to God, new way of relating to people, new way of relating to nature. And God just marks those in advance for <laughs> us so we can see it coming and go, hey, this major ship, major upgrade is about to happen with yeah. humanity.
1: And the transitions are, you know, thus far have not been smooth. And uh, I would say this one isn't, you know, starting off so smoothly either. Either, But it's, it's not necessarily, well, it's like the early Christians got persecuted, you know, they were horribly persecuted. Um, I don't know that we have to go through a persecution like that. Uh, and in fact, I would say that this next shift is actually a shift of the world. I, you know, I believe that everybody, are, every person is God's child. And that there's going to be awakening that's going to take place. And it's not going to, because, going to be because people are beating people over the head with the Bible and saying, you need to accept Jesus. Right. The, it's the only way is through Yeshua. But I think the awakening is going to take place from an internal place. And uh, just us communicating that there's love that can overcome everything and all things. But Absolutely. hey, yes. we got a lot more to talk about, but we're coming to the end of this uh, section. So um uh, I just want to thank everybody for watching. Real quick, Catherine, uh, give us a website or an email that people—actually, a website that people can go to in order to connect with you.
2: Yes, it's atcuniversity.com. So think age to come university, atcuniversity.com. We'd love to hear from you. Again, courses are free right now, and I and I'd love to hear hear your feedback too.
1: Awesome. And uh, we'll put that in the show notes as well so people can click on the link to get there easily. All right, well, Catherine, uh, it's been an honor. I'm excited and I'm excited to do part two as well. Um, To everyone who's watching, thank you so much. We're gonna do a part two and then a behind the scenes as well. And if you'd like to see that, go to KingdomTalksMedia.com and become a partner with us and you'll get access to all the behind the scenes stuff that we do there as well as many other things. So blessings to you all. Again, Catherine, love you, bless you. And we'll see you all next time. Take care.
0: Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website, Thank you, and until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.